Calling all renegades. It's time for Renegades of Puck TV. Welcome to the bunker. Welcome to the essence of no half-stepping. I'm your host and Captain Crazy Charlie Sonye, and I have to remind you once again, this Friday, it is time, my good renegades. It's time for the home base freakout at Tailgate Brewery, 1538 Demundrian Street. By now, you know all the details, but let me inform you one last time. It starts at 7 p.m. There is no cover charge. It is all ages, and all are welcome at the home base freakout. Tailgate Brewery is doing an incredible job and is going to have an incredible setup there for each and every one of the renegades. We're going to have an incredible time bringing the entire hockey community together for the national. Nashville Predators and the Tampa Bay Lightning Stadium Series game. So the night before the Stadium Series, the greatest tailgate you've ever seen is going to happen at Tailgate Brewery. We have an incredible amount of guests coming out there. Of course, my partner and good friend, Violent by Design, Eric Young, is helping me put on this party, and we have utilized his Rolodex to reach out to some incredible people like Chris Mason and Hal Gill, the bag chuckers. They're going to be in attendance with us having a good time. Also, former Nashville Predators captain Mike Fisher, former Nashville Predators player, broadcaster, and current NHL Network analyst Stu Grimson is going to be there with us. We're also going to have former NHL players Bobby Ryan and Ryan Smith and a whole host of other incredible people like Ali Lacombe, like Teresa Walker, like Haley Murphy, and of course the puck daddy himself, Greg Wazinski, is now confirmed to be at the home base freakout. So just another great guest that you'll have a chance to hang out with and just have a good time and don't forget, we'll also be debuting that Renegades of Puck beer at the home base freakout. We cannot wait to see each and every one of you out there. It is open to all. It is all ages, and it is going to be a celebration of the great game that is talked about for many years to come. So I can't wait to see each and every one of you out there at the home base freakout this Friday. Please go to renegadesofpuck.com. That's where you'll learn everything you need to know about the Renegades of Puck. And right there, you can see the merchandise link. You click on that, and it'll take you to where you can find home base freakout t-shirts and home base freakout merchandise. We're so confident in the event, we've already put the merchandise up for sale. So go ahead and click on that and you'll get yourself a great set of t-shirts. Also, the classic logo t-shirt and the pride logo t-shirts are always available in our online store and all the other great gimmicks. I showed off the socks the other night. You know you can purchase those Renegades of Puck socks or throw pillows or wall art or bed sets or any of the other gimmicks that we have become so famous for. The Renegades of Puck have sold out so that you can buy in. Social media is also critically important to the Renegades of Puck and the success of this new startup operation that's only been in business now for a couple of months. If you would please go to YouTube and give us a subscription right there. It would help us out tremendously. That's where we post Renegades of Puck TV. And once that link is available and ready to you, we sure would appreciate if you would take that link and share it on your Facebook feeds. Many of you still use Facebook, and it's still a very popular platform, so you can find the Renegades of Puck right there. You can also find the Renegades of Puck on Twitter because we are very interactive on that platform, and we are certainly always up for talking to you. So make sure you're reaching out to us on Twitter. Search Renegades of Puck. Instagram is another platform where the Renegades 
made so puck can be found and are very active so again appreciate you following us on each and every one of these social media platforms you can find the podcast version of the show now in its complete entire version on soundcloud just search renegades a puck on soundcloud and you will find each and every episode just like you can find it on youtube as renegades of puck tv and our behind the scenes live stream twitch that is where you'll find the information first it's also where you'll find all the second takes and all the mistakes if there are any that is it's a great feed and it's therapeutic for me the host and captain of the renegades of puck it's a chance for me to just sit back and talk to the renegades of puck and we also do some bonus content on our twitch stream so Again, you have a myriad of ways that you can follow and support the Renegades of Puck. Would you like to become a partner of the Renegades of Puck? Several of you have already, and you can do that by going to Venmo or just scanning the QR code that's currently on your screen. As you can see, if you've been watching us for the last few months, we have already made significant upgrades to the bunker. We could not have done that without your donations and without your support. So thank you very much. Stick taps, love, and respect to each and every one of you. As you can tell, we are going to continue making upgrades each and every episode you see something has changed on the renegades of puck tv in here in the bunker so thank you so much each and every contribution will go to helping us make a better version of the renegades of puck for the future and we have high ambitions and we'd like to do things out in the public like a renegades of puck all skate that's going to require some funds to rent a rink and get everybody out there skating but believe me after the home base freak out it will be undeniable what the renegades of puck can do as far as a promotion and as far as bringing the people out to have a good time so thank you so much to each and every one of you for supporting us through venmo and becoming a partner of the renegades of puck now i know you come here for the no half step in hockey coverage so let me deliver the goods this is show number 612 for the renegades of puck slash predneck nation radio and the nashville predators on this episode find themselves after 51 games played in fourth place in the central division they hold a record of 29 18 and 4 they have 62 points and that has them currently sitting 14 points behind first place colorado that has them sitting 12 points behind second place st louis and that has them sitting three points behind third place minnesota now the next opponent for the nashville Predators is the dallas stars and the predators find themselves six points ahead of the dallas stars then you'll find winnipeg chicago and arizona rounding out the central division the nashville predators next game will take place on home ice where they have a record of 14 9 and 0 the dallas stars on the road are 10 13 and 1 now this is the third time that the national Predators and dallas stars have played this season but it is the first time the dallas stars have come to bridgestone arena let me recap the previous two that took place in dallas it was all the way back on november the 10th when the preds defeated the dallas stars four to two in dallas tanner Janot with a goal and an assist in the game also johansson duchene and sissons added goals uc saros with the victory going 25 out of 27 on february the 9th the nashville predators fell in dallas four to three it was robertson scoring two goals against the preds tolvin and trend and duchene scored goals for the national Predators, but uc saros unable to come away with the victory still 23 out of 27 these two teams will meet one more time and that will also take place at bridgestone arena that will take place on march the 8th once the nashville Predators wrap up this game against the dallas stars which of course will be pekka renee's retirement night that is going to be an epic emotional night at bridgestone arena and of course there is a special early start time so make sure you are paying attention to all of the details if you plan to be in attendance for the night so these two teams will finish up the 
season series on the 8th of March. The Nashville Predators then will take on Tampa Bay in the stadium series. Of course, between this game against Dallas and the stadium series will be the home base breakout, so we will see everybody out. What an incredible 72 hours for the hockey scene here in the Nashville area. Then the Nashville Predators will pick the schedule back up next Wednesday in Seattle. Then on the 5th of March, they will be in San Jose. On the 8th of March, back home to face off against the same Dallas Stars. And on the 10th of March, the Nashville Predators will face off against the Anaheim Ducks. Taking a look inside the Stars' most recent play, they had a whole lot of games to make up. So while most teams have had a very sparse February schedule due to what was supposed to be the Olympic break, but now has become the COVID rescheduling break, the Dallas Stars have played a whole lot of hockey in a short amount of time. Now, they've played 49 games on the season, so they have made up most of those games. But listen to the intensity of their most recent schedule. On the 11th of February, it was a 4-3 overtime win versus Winnipeg. Then on the 13th, a 4-0 loss versus Colorado. Follow that up two nights later, a 4-1 win at Colorado. That's an impressive two points right there. On the 18th of February, a 1-0 shootout win at Chicago. On the 20th, a 3-1 loss at Arizona. And they will play on Wednesday night versus the Winnipeg Jets before traveling to Nashville to take on the Predators. So a significant amount of hockey for the Dallas Stars in a very short amount of time on the calendar. Taking a look inside the rankings and the numbers between these two teams, the Nashville Predators have slipped in honestly almost all statistical metrics over the last couple of weeks. That losing streak really did some significant damage. Goals for a 3.10 is 14th in the NHL. Goals against a 2.84 is also 14th. Shots for 29.4 is 24th and shots against now giving up 31.9 per game is 20th in the NHL. The Preds power play has dropped to 9th in the NHL after being all the way up at 2nd at one point. 37 out of 154 conversions on the season for 24%. And the Preds penalty kill is now down to 15th in the NHL again. Was also a top 10 metric for some time. They've given up 37 power play goals against. The Dallas Stars aren't that impressive in many metrics either. Goals for a 2.86 is 21st. Their goals against a 2.94 is 18th. Shots for is 18th. Shots against is 12th. Their power play is rated 8th best in the NHL. 36 out of 146 opportunities on the season and they have the 20th rated penalty kill they've given up 31 power play goals against highly impressive skilled individuals on both of these teams Joe Pavelski leads the stars coming into this game in total scoring 21 goals and 32 assists for 53 points and always seems to do good against the Nashville Predators Robertson has 21 goals and 25 assists for 46 points hence 22 and 20 for 42 Heiskin and four goals and 24 assists for 28 points and Sagan 16 goals plus 11 assists for 27 points. It sounds like I'm just listing off the Nashville Predators number list of killers, but these are the top five scorers for the Dallas Stars. So a highly impressive group for the Dallas Stars. Jake Ottinger net 15 and 6 on the season, a 921 save percentage, a 2.34 goals against average. After tonight's game, the Nashville Predators see a bump in a whole bunch of stats for a bunch of individual players. Roman Yossi at 14 goals, now at 39 assists for 53 points on the season. Matt Duchesne, 23 goals and 23 assists for 46 points. Forsberg, 26 and 18 for 44. Granlund, 8 plus 32 for 40. Johansson, 13 goals and 23 assists for 36 points. And Tanner Juneau at 17 goals and 14 assists for 31 points. UC Soros got the night off against Florida, but let me give you his statistics and 
anyway. 24, 15, and 3. A 923 save percentage and a 2.49 goals against average. Expected to get the start against the Dallas Stars at home. Riddick going into this game now 4-2-1 and one after this game. An 890 save percentage and a 3.17 goals against average. So for the Nashville Predators, it's highly improbable to go into Florida and secure the two points. We'll have the full game recap coming up here momentarily. But now they have to continue building off that momentum. That losing streak certainly took a lot out of this Nashville Predators. They were absolutely in a slump and in a funk and any other words you want to use for it. They got away from their game. They lost their identity. But this game against the Florida Panthers, after the first 10 minutes of the first period, and it looked like they were going to get run right out of the rink. The Nashville Predators found something in their game tonight, highly detailed and skilled for the next 50 minutes. They were able to come away with a victory against easily one of the best teams in the entire NHL. We'll recap that coming up right now. It's now time for the Rebirth Sports full game recap. You can find Rebirth Sports at RebirthSports.com or, of course, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rebirth Sports takes visions and makes them reality. They created the home jersey that you see right here that I wear in the bunker. Also, they've created the road jersey and coming very soon the third jersey for the Renegades of Puck. I cannot wait for each and every one of you to see that coming up later this spring. For right now, though, the Renegades of Puck have made possible at Home Base Freakout through their incredible partnership an opportunity for us to give away a home jersey and a road jersey. You'll just need to be in attendance. We'll give out some tickets as you're coming in the door or we'll find you in the crowd and then we'll do a drawing at sporadic times throughout the evening for all kinds of different gifts and giveaways. Two of those will be jerseys thanks to Rebirth Sports. You've seen me wearing Rebirth sports hockey jerseys all across the landscape of hockey whether i'm playing in league play when i played for the mighty drunks winning all those stanley kegs or i'm in the united states pond hockey championships on lake nokomis in minnesota all kinds of different charity tournaments like the wish cup rebirth sports is everywhere if you're out there playing hockey chances are you are seeing rebirth threads and you're looking at them and thinking I need to get some of those. Well, I'll tell you exactly how to do that. Go to rebirthsports.com and you can find out everything you need to know about them. They're incredible people. They're incredible partners. And they are an incredible business that makes an incredible product. And it's not just hockey jerseys. They're hockey tailors that can outfit your entire operation. So I encourage each and every one of you to check out Rebirth Sports and go on their social media and let them know we were talking about them here in the bunker on Renegades of Puck TV. Now let's get into the Rebirth Sports full game recap. We go all the way back to just a few minutes ago when the Nashville Predators were in Florida to take on the Panthers for the first time this season. John Hines deployed his line combinations in the following way. Cunning Johansson and Tomasino make up your first line. Philip Tomasino getting a chance to jump up from the fourth line to the first line. He's earned an opportunity to do that, and I'm glad to see the Nashville Predators and John Hines giving him that opportunity. Forsberg, Granlin, and Duchesne on your second line. Trenton, Sissons, and Janot, known as the herd line. Tovenin, McCarran, and Luff recently called up, getting an opportunity. Did not feel that Cole Smith necessarily added very much to the lineup. Felt that Matt Luff added a little bit more when he was here earlier in the season. So he'll get an opportunity on the fourth line. Your D pairs, Yossi and Fabro, Ekholm and Benning, Carrier and Myers, Borbietsky still out of this game. He is listed as day-to-day. Riddick gets the start in net for the Nashville Predators. Good for the Nashville Predators backup goaltender to get an opportunity. At just 104 of the first period, he gets an opportunity to come up with a save on Ekblad. The puck rolled up the stick, off the post, and out the backside. Very scary moment early on in this game for the Nashville Predators and their backup netminer. At 337, Riddick gets a better opportunity to come up with a save on Duclair's backhander after some slick handling off of the rust, seeing him cut across the zone. 545 of the first period, Granlin's off to the box, two minutes for holding, and Reinhardt's got his 18th goal of the season. He stops out from the goal line and banks it off of the post. 
Just an incredible play there, stepping out from down low to get himself a better angle and banking the puck in off of the par, far post. The Florida Panthers with a one nothing lead over the Nashville Predators, and the Florida Panthers are just on another level at this point in the game. For the first 10 minutes of this game, the Florida Panthers were simply dominant, and it's easy to see why they're one of the best teams in the NHL. They're out shooting the Nashville Predators 11-2 at the midway point of the first period, and they have a one nothing lead. But then suddenly, Philip Forsberg is getting the Nashville Predators right back in this game with his 26th goal of the season at 12.06 of the first period. He takes the backhand and then goes behind the net, comes out the back post, and gets the rebound jam on the other side as the Nashville Predators and his line mates continue working their way. Philip Forsberg finds the puck, finds the back of the net. Nashville Predators tie this game at one apiece at 13.34. The first Barkoff's off the box. Two minutes for interference on Ekholm. Prevented a possible odd man rush by going ahead and pulling Ekholm down. Early chance for the National Predators on the power play, and then Florida just shuts everything down for the remaining 145 of the power play. 17-17, Bobrovsky comes up with a save on Tolvanen's snapshot from the high slot. We hit the intermission at the end of the first period. Florida is out shooting Nashville 14-13, to so check that number. I told you at the midway point of the period, Florida was out shooting Nashville 11-2. to At the end of the period, Florida is out shooting Nashville 14-13. to Preds do an incredible job not only getting on the scoreboard, but turning the momentum back around in their favor. We come out for the second period. We're 154 in, and Gudis has his first goal of the season. It was simply a perfect wrist shot through a ton of traffic all the way through at different layers of the zone. The Florida Panthers have their one goal lead back now. It is 2-1, 431 of the second period. Riddick comes up with a save on Bennett at the back door, 522. Juneau hits the post. The herd line is out there just running wild, hitting everything and getting scoring opportunities. It is the Nashville Predators' best shift of the game to this point. 732 of the second period. Borowski comes up with a save on McCarran's rebound jam after Fabro's shot from out high. At 942, Ekblad it's got his 14th goal of the season, giving the Panthers a 3-1 lead in this game. He caught the puck at his own blue line, set it down, and was off to one high-skilled rush all the way down to the high slot for the Nashville Predators, wearing out Matias Ekholm and the rest of the Nashville Predators along the way. He puts his 14th goal of the season into the net, giving Florida now a two-goal lead. Roman Yossi sees that and responds immediately. A minute and two seconds later, at 10.44, Roman Yossi's 14th goal of the season. Matt Duchesne is a backhand pass at the blue line as he's skating towards the neutral zone, and that goes over to Roman Yossi for a heavy shot. Now Florida leads this game 3-2, but Yakov Trenin is going to fix that score almost immediately. 11-21 of the second period. Now Trenin's 12th goal of the season gives the Nashville Predators their third goal and ties this game up at three apiece. Fabro makes a perfect pass through the middle seam and Trenin drives the net hard for the finish and he gives the people exactly what they want. 11-53 of the second period. Riddick comes up with a save on Duclair after the delay. He gets Riddick down, but he cannot outweigh him. Big time save for Big Save Dave. 14-30 to the second period. Uyghurs off to the box. Two minutes for cross-checking. He is unhappy about this call. Riddick comes up with a save on Barkov. Shorthanded breakaway in the process. Good pressure on the second half of the power play for the Nashville Purs, but they are unable to get onto the board. 16-46 of the second period. Nashville's off to the penalty box, picking up a bench minor for too many men on the ice. Riddick has to come up with a save and then is able to hold the line, having no idea where the loose puck is. Plenty of support from his defenseman and the rest of the penalty killers or else this puck finds its way into the net. Big save. Dave gets some support and bails the Preds out of this one. We hit the intermission and Florida is out shooting Nashville after two. 
34 to 26. We hit 21 seconds of the third period, and Riddick clears the puck with the stick after a deflection off of the defenseman skate. It was going to be going into the net. Riddick, no problem, and under total control and calm, goes ahead and clears that puck out of the blue paint. It's a highly competitive first five minutes of this period, and every puck is being highly contested. It's a lot of fun to watch this hockey game at this point. 8-11 of the third period, Bennett picks up his 22nd goal of the season. It was some rebound jam, came off the back wall, goes to Riddick. He thinks he has it covered, but then a poke by Bennett. Puts the puck into the net. A little bit of controversy and a little bit of chirping at the refs. But they take a look at it. And it ends up being a goal. The 40th shot on goal for the Florida Panthers. Gives them a 4-3 lead. At 8.25, just seconds later, Cunning scores the tying goal. Makes it 4-4. Four four, but, unfortunately, the rebound jam after Tomasino's shot is challenged for goaltender interference. Florida would win the challenge. The goal would be overturned and taken off the board. So Florida goes back to having a 4-3 lead. 9.51 of the third period carries off to the box. Two minutes for cross-checking. And we see Tanner Janot off to the races with a shorthanded breakaway. And what does he do? He goes with the legacy move. He must have owned when he was a young man. Vern Fiddler's had a win at shootouts volume one and DVD. Forehand, backhand high with the Nashville Predators legacy move scoring on the shorthanded breakaway. His 16th goal of the season ties the game up at four apiece. The Nashville Predators are continuously coming back in this game. 14-12 of the third period. Bennett is off to the box. Two minutes for cross-checking. And I flip the sheet over to immediately find out that Mikhail Granlin has scored a power play goal for the Nashville Predators. His eighth goal of the season. It was Philip Forsberg taking the shot and Granlin putting the rebound back into the empty net. The Nashville Predators, for the first time in this game, have a lead now 5-4. to 15-08 of the third period. Riddick comes up with a save on Verhagen. 18-28. Tanner Janot's got an empty net goal. Now his second goal of the period, his 17th goal of the season, and the Preds have a 6-4 to four lead over the Florida Panthers. The Nashville Predators would come away with the victory, winning 6-4 to four while being outshot 48-33 to 33 in this game. Highly improbable. The Nashville Predators had lost their identity. They were slumping, and they were on a losing streak going into Florida to play against one of the best goaltenders, one of the best teams, and overall, one of the most prolific offenses in the entirety of the NHL. The Nashville Predators hadn't won a special teams battle, nor had they looked like themselves very much at all since the All-Star break. All of that out the window tonight as the Nashville Predators go into Florida and come away with what I am going to call a signature win. It could not have come at a better time for this team. For the first time this year, they were really starting to feel some intense stress and adversity. They had slipped to fourth place, and their next opponent, the Dallas Stars, is just behind them in the standing. So for the Nashville Predators, this is an incredibly huge victory. One of two opportunities they'll get to face off against the Florida Panthers this year. Easily one of the best teams in the overall league. Not just in their division, not just in the Eastern Conference. Florida will come here and play at Bridgestone Arena one more time before the season closes. That was an incredible game to watch tonight, and there's a a lot to break down and a lot to talk about. The Renegades of Puck are all in the trenches here to break it down for you. So let's go ahead and get started with that portion of the show immediately. Riddick gets the start. It was great to see the Nashville Predators giving UC Soros a night off. He has worked incredibly hard this season and some big high-profile games coming up in the next couple.
couple of games for UC Soros. Pekka Rene's jersey retirement night, of course, his mentor, his friend, and he's going to get the opportunity to start on home ice against the Dallas Stars on that night. Going to be incredibly emotional. We will see how UC Soros is able to handle that. And then, of course, the stadium series at Nissan Stadium, the outdoor game with nearly 70,000 people in attendance right now, looking very much like it is going to be a cold night at Nissan Stadium. And there might be the possibility of some either snow flurries or maybe even some possible sprinkles, but hopefully not until well after the game has wrapped up. So for UC Soros, a couple of very big games coming up. Riddick gets the start in this one. He goes 44 out of 48. Bennett's late poke when Riddick had the puck covered up. Cunnan's goalie interference. There's only one person I want to explain all of that to me and cover all of that. And, of course, he is the starting goaltender of the Renegades. Puck, if it happens between the pipes, he's got it covered. He is the one and only Mastradamus. Mosh, I'm so happy to have you back in the trenches, my friend. Tell me all about it. Thank you very much, Charlie. What a performance by the Nashville Predators on Tuesday night in Florida, coming out with the victory 6-4 to four over the Florida Panthers, who have been absolutely remarkable all season long. Best team in the NHL, as far as I'm concerned. As the broadcast mentioned it many times, no weaknesses in this team. Uh, just a fantastic performance. Come from behind, facing adversity along the way, and coming away with a victory. And this is a team in the Florida Panthers that have been absolutely on fire. They've won seven of their last eight, nine in a row at home. And here are the Preds. Coming in, four-game losing streak, nothing going right. Throw your backup goaltender in at David Riddick. Hasn't played in over a calendar month. And see what happens. Sure enough, they come out with the victory. And again, Florida, nine-game winning streak on home ice. They've outscored opponents. And it's not just a nine-game winning streak at home ice. You know, they, maybe they've gotten a couple of close games here and there. No. They have been demolishing teams on home ice. The last nine games they've won on home ice, they've won by a combined score of 54-20. to 20. Uh, that is an average score of 6-2 to two, uh, over these nine games on home ice. They've been absolutely fantastic. And the Preds go in there, get a come-from-behind victory, and again, facing adversity. And, of course, that's primarily where I'm going to go with this. Big save, Dave. How about 44 big saves from David Riddick? Great job by him. Struggled early on. I know. I watched it happen. He was struggling with just simple shots from the point. That one shot from the point off his stick, off the tip of his glove, almost went in. Uh, that's one where he just his blade of the stick was not flush against the ice surface. It was a little bit of an angle. That's why the puck came up instead of being stopped solidly. Uh, so he got better as the game went on. Once he got more comfortable out there, he did an excellent job keeping the team in it. Again, 48 shots on goal for the Florida Panthers. The last five times they've faced the National Predators, going back to the last four games of last season, of course, how they played them so often, they've averaged 47 shots on goal against the Preds. So this is nothing new. We knew that was going to happen. Uh, Florida, just a resilient offense, uh, just keeps coming at, coming at them in waves. And Preds do hold them off. I, of course, I am going to talk about the two disputed goals in this game in the third period. First one, the one on David Riddick. Rebound out in front. He dives to cover the puck up with his blocker, no stick in his hand. Just as he covers it up, Sam Bennett gets a stick on it and pokes it through. And Jean Hebert, the official, in the far corner, as soon as David Riddick starts diving on top of the puck, he puts his hand up to his mouth to blow the whistle. He doesn't blow it dead, however, and he let it go another half second. Sure enough, as he's skating towards the back of the net, the puck crosses over. He immediately points as a good goal. Riddick, understandably, very upset. I would be as well. If I cover it up and somebody pokes at it afterwards, I would have thought, Whistle should have come. As soon as I dove on top of it, 
no goal. Had the whistle happened anyway, we've seen this happen before, and again, it kind of depends on what day it is really in the, in the NHL room in Toronto. If you if the whistle goes off as the puck is still going beneath the goalie, and no nobody else touches it, they would have ruled it in all likelihood that it had no effect on the play, so the goal would still likely would have stood. Now again, doesn't make Riddick or the Preds feel any better, of course, but that's how the rule ends up being. Now, of course, 14 seconds later on the other end of the ice, we have Luke Cunning putting in a goal against Bobrovsky. Look, listen, the timing of it absolutely sucked. We saw Florida just get awarded a goal when it was disputed. 14 seconds later, the Preds score a goal. Florida challenges it, and of course, they uphold the challenge and say it was goaltender interference. Yes, Luke Cunning did get a stick in between Borowski and did, did shove him off to the side and interfered with him in, in an attempt to stop the puck. So when the broadcast is telling you, oh, this is going to be a real tough call, it's, it was going to go against the Preds. There's no doubt about it. But again, kudos to the Nashville Predators again, facing the kind of resiliency against the team again that has been absolutely red hot. Everything has been going for them. And the Preds still go in there, score the game-tying goal, shorthanded, no less, and go on top. And, of course, the empty net goal by Tanner Janelle on top of that. So, again, you cannot say enough about the resiliency of this team. Could have been very easy to pack things up after that disallowed goal and just say it's not our night. They've been fighting from behind all night long. Didn't hold the lead until, of course, the goal later on to put them up 5-4. to four. So, uh, fantastic job. Can't, tell, can't say enough about uh, how well they played against a powerhouse Florida Panthers team. And, of course, next up, the Dallas Stars, Thursday night in Nashville. Pecorine, number going up to the rafters, rafters, the first number by a Nashville Predator to go up there. Congratulations to him on a Hall of Fame career. I uh, wish I could be there, but Renegades, I'll be there Friday night at Tailgate Brewery. Will you? Charlie? Take it away. You can find him on Twitter at GreekGoalie35. He's the best in the business, and if it happens between the pipes, he's got it covered. He is the one and only Mastrodomus. He's been backstopping this show for so many years now. I've lost count of how many shows he's actually appeared on. That's why he's the starting goaltender of the Renegades of Puck. Let me tell you about Strong Style Fitness, another incredible partner of the show. You can find Strong Style Fitness at StrongStyleFit.com. Also, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Tracy is an incredible personal trainer, a certified personal trainer with 150 workouts now on YouTube that are completely ready for you on demand and ready to go. As a matter of fact, they're completely free as well. It's a totally donation-based service. So whether you're just ready to do your first stretch and get up off the couch after watching that exciting game or you're ready to throw iron like an expert, Tracy's got you covered. She gives you the explanations. She tells you exactly what equipment you need, and then she does the workout with you and talks you through the entire session. 150 workouts available for you in a day and age when everybody's begging for your money and everything is getting incredibly expensive out there. Save yourself some time, save yourself some money, work out with strong style fitness while you're jumping in the trenches with the renegades of puck incredible partners that we have here. I am so incredibly thankful to have these partners. This is a huge win for the national purse. I made the claim earlier, a signature win. I only break that out for the biggest of the big Defeating the Florida Panthers, I mean, listen, that was a highly impressive team. If the National Purse had lost to the Florida Panthers tonight, I don't think it would have surprised anybody 
but the Nashville Predators are a team that is showing to be more resilient than this team had been in previous years. And they fought and they clawed and they continued to come back until they secured a victory tonight in Florida. Now they'll have an opportunity to come on back home and do the same thing against Dallas. So if you can play against that team, the Florida Panthers, the way they played the first 10 minutes of this game, if you can play against that team, you can come away with a victory. You can play against any team in the NHL. And that's the lesson to take away from tonight. You can go through the box score. You can go through the numbers. You can look at whatever storyline and narrative you want. But at the end of the day, John Hines and his team have to know this. If you can skate and you can play and you can secure a victory against a team like the Florida Panthers, then you can play against any team in this league right now. And you're going to have to be able to play against some significant teams. You have Tampa Bay coming up. And of course, everything will be about the Colorado Avalanche as we get to the later spring storylines. Here to talk to me about that and all things that happen between the Nashville Predators and the Florida Panthers is Sean C. Smith. You can find us working on the 4check.com. You can also find him on Twitter at SCSOTF or in a myriad of appearances on podcasts across the landscape of Nashville Predators coverage. Sean, tell me all about what happened tonight. Thanks, Charlie. Hey, Renegades, Sean C. Smith, and let's talk a little bit about the game against Florida. First off, of course, I'm happy because the Predators came away with a win. And not just any win, but a big win. And not just a big win, but a big win against a very good team. A team that doesn't like to give up a lot of points. Now let's talk about something we've seen over the past couple of games. The Predators have had some issues with taking too many penalties. And the Predators have had a little bit of an issue with playing a full 60. So were those things resolved tonight? Well, it seemed like there were probably more penalties than they really wanted to contend with. But I'll say this, let's talk about resiliency. Let's talk about putting your head down and controlling only what you can control and focusing on that alone. That's exactly what the team did. They were resilient in response to the penalties. They put their heads down and they focused on killing those penalties. There's no reason to linger on the pass, no reason to linger on the fact that the penalty was called, even if maybe it was kind of a soft call or maybe just a, a penalty that you're willing to take in a very competitive situation. They went out and did what they needed to do to get the job done. And that's what playing a full stick 60 is about, isn't it? It's about going out there and working the entire game, regardless of how things are going and what situation is handed to you. Because it's not all in your control, but what you can always control is your response. Look what happened when that goal was allowed to stand after Riddick had it covered up with his blocker hand. Uh, realistically, they could have been upset about it. They could have carried on and been frustrated and, and played angry, but they turned right around, and what happened? They scored a goal. And, of course, what happened to that goal? The goal gets taken away. And did they get upset? Did they go out, play frustrated and mad, and take a bunch of penalties? Or did they come back out, and did they win the game? Well, if you were watching, you know they won the game, and they won it big time. So after the game, John Hines was talking about Tanner Janot, and he made this comment, and I, I'm probably going to get it a little bit wrong, but this is the gist of it. He said he is a true competitor. After having a few games in a row where we've lost, you can see the fire in his eyes. Now, I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, and renegades, that is exactly what you want out of someone on the team. You want a fierce competitor who's willing to go out when things haven't been going well and bring that extra edge and pull the rest of the team with him to say, you know what, let's focus on controlling only what we can control and let's get the job done. And that's exactly what Tanner Janot and the rest of the Preds did tonight against the Florida Panthers. With that, 
Charlie, I'm going to send it back over to you. You can find him on Twitter at SCSOTF or find us working on the forecheck.com. He is, of course, the one and only Sean C. Smith. And I appreciate Sean jumping in the trenches with me here on Renegades of Puck TV. Sean, I will see you at the home base freakout. I cannot wait. Need to single out Tanner Janot and his performance in this game. Tanner Janot was simply incredible tonight. Two goals in this game. Also three shots on net. Six hits. 15-35 in time on ice. And he continues to make the argument for why he should be one of the Calder finalists, if not the outright rookie of the year in the NHL. Watching Tanner Janot on a night-in and night-out basis, you just simply see intangibles that other players do not deliver. Also tonight in the game, Tanner Janot broke the rookie record for hits in a season and still has plenty more time to go. I expect he will not only shatter that record, but make one that is impenetrable to catch up to in the future. Brian Baston is back with us running the Renegade Analytics Desk, and he's going to talk to you about all things related to the numbers. He's got the numbers you need to know, and he's got to focus on Tanner Juneau tonight. He is, of course, Brian Baston. You can find him on Twitter at Brian Baston. You can check out his charts and on the 4 dot. 17 goals, which leads all rookies. One of five rookies with a shorthanded goal. One of just two rookies this season with a shorthanded, even strength, and power play goal. Third among rookie and game-winning goals. Tied for third in points among rookies. Why do I even bother setting these up anymore? You know who I'm talking about, so let's just cut to the chase. It's Tanner Janot's season, and this is my one big stat. Okay, I might have lied a little bit. It's not one big stat. Let's take a look at where Tanner Janot stands in the Predators record book, shall we? Tonight, Janot passed Adam Hall for third place for rookies, rookie goals scored in a season with numbers 16 and 17 on the year. While impressive, though, it will take some serious scoring to catch up to Philip, Forsberg 20, uh, Philip Forsberg's 26, which, what a coincidence, Forsberg scored number 26 in the season just tonight. Willie Donick, who you can see at the home base freakout, mentioned tonight on the broadcast that Janot also took sole possession of the record for most hits by a Predators rookie. Despite our best efforts, Renegades, it's still a challenge to get Janot's name in the national discussion for the Calder Trophy. And of course, the young fella still does have some work to do. But when you put up these kind of numbers with hard minutes, basically no power play time, and playing on the penalty kill, at some point your name gets forced into the conversation. Am I right? That's Tanner Janot, and this has been my one big stat. Three days, Renegades. I had better see y'all at the freakout. Otherwise, you're going to have to answer to the captain. Back to you, Charlie. You can see his charts at onthefourcheck.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Brian Baston, and you can watch him right here on Renegades of Puck TV. He runs the Renegade Analytics Desk, and you can find him at Home Base Freakout this Friday. He is the one and only Brian Baston. Appreciate Brian for jumping in the trenches with us here on Renegades of Puck TV as well and delivering the goods when it comes to all things numbers. Speaking about delivering the goods, Stripe Digital Solutions. I've told you about Stripe Digital Solutions so many times, but I have to tell you, the Renegades of Puck and Renegades of Puck TV, none of it would happen. None of it would function and none of it would work without Brandy at Stripe Digital Solutions. Not only did Brandy create the logo that's on the wall behind me and the logo logo that's on the crest of this jersey, but she also built and helps maintain renegadesofpuck.com and has created a social media plan to help build this brand and make it something bigger than just me sitting in my own studio recording a podcast. Stripe Digital Solutions is simply otherworldly and brilliant. When it comes to the craftsmanship and the artistry of what Stripe Digital Solutions can do, every time we approach a new client about doing work with the Renegades of Puck, they take 
her work immediately and they run with it. Take a look at the beer can coming up at the home base freakout. Take a look at the poster for the home base freakout. Tailgate Brewery decided immediately upon seeing those for the first time that that's exactly what they wanted to use as the imagery for their major event. And of course, you know it's the imagery I want to use for my major event. I won't work with anyone but Stripe Digital Solutions. I encourage each and every one of you, ask Brandy, find out, build a plan, build your brand. You can do all of that. Stripe Digital Solutions. Go to Facebook, go to Instagram, go to Twitter, search out Stripe Digital Solutions. And believe me, Brandy can absolutely help you. It's time to wrap this one up, Renegades. What a hell of a game down in Miami. National Predators come away with a 6-4 victory over the Florida Panthers. Another tough opponent comes to Bridgestone Arena. The Dallas Stars, though, will be coming off a back-to-back scenario where they have to travel, and they have played a lot of hockey in the month of February. So the National Predators are hopefully catching the Dallas Stars in an opportune moment, and then it's time to get ready for the home base freakout on Friday night. I expect to see each and every one of you there, and I am so looking forward to seeing each and every one of you out there. It's going to be an incredible get-together that's going to be talked about for years to come. Each and every one of the Renegades of Puck are going to be in attendance. Brandon Felder is driving in. Dan D. Bradley is driving in. We will have Mosh coming in from North Carolina. We will have Perkins coming in from Kentucky. We have Sean C. Smith, Brian Basson, Miranda Martin. We have everybody. Ann Kay, everybody from the Renegades Puck is going to be in attendance. They're going to be bringing all of their families. We're bringing all of our friends. We want you to do the same. Bring all of your friends. Bring all of your families. Bring everyone to the home base freakout. It is going to be incredible. It's going to be so much fun. It is designed to be a moment of positivity and unifying the entire hockey community. We have a very special hockey community here in the Middle Tennessee area, and it's time that we celebrate that, and it's time that we promote that to the rest of the world. Help me get that message out in all positivity and no half-stepping. That's what we want to do. We want to unite the entire hockey community and show the whole world just how special the community has become here in Nashville over the last 20 years since the Nashville Predators first started operating. I cannot wait to see each and every one of you at the home base freakout. I'm so incredibly excited, but I don't know if I'm as excited as this guy. Welcome back to the show. It is so good to see this guy back in the trenches. He is, of course, the ultimate one. And he stopped by the bunker to have a few words of excitement and share his enthusiasm for the home base freakout. Stick taps, love, and respect, Renegades. We're just a couple sleeps away from home base freakout. Stadium Series 2022, Nashville Predators and Tampa Bay Lightning outside in Nissan Stadium. But before that, it's the home base freakout. Let me tell you something, this is something you don't want to miss. You're going to have the Renegades throwing you a party like Nashville's never seen. Uniting the hockey community as one. We've got NHL alumni, we've got Predators alumni, Predators media, professional wrestlers. The Renegades are getting pumped up for this. The Renegades are getting excited for this. We're ready to go. I don't even care about the sleep. We want to go now. Listen. We've been working out. We've been hitting strong style fitness. We've been hitting out the curls. You see these curls? We gotta practice. You gotta get that lift on. You gotta get that drink on. It's gonna be insane. The home base freakout 2022. Predators, Lightning, are you not gonna be there? Why? This is where you need to be. Now is the time. 
I'll see you and the rest of the Renegades at Tailgate Brewery on Demumbrian. <laughs>